Love Talk Radio. Right here, 
And if you think you know who's going to the Super Bowl, you don't know. That's why we don't do them stupid-ass predictions at the beginning of the season. We don't do that stuff because it's stupid in August to say who's going to the Super Bowl in February. It's ridiculous. Unless you're going to say it's the Patriots because they seem to go every year. That's about it. Other than that, it's ridiculous. You don't know because nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw the Cowboys defense shutting down Drew Brees. Nobody saw that. So we don't know what's going to happen the rest of the year. But I'm going to enjoy tonight. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> Woo! But anyway, let me bring on. I've got, uh, so we got JB. Welcome to the Madden Voice. We got K-Star. Welcome to the Madden Voice. And um, we do have, he's kind of our special guest tonight because he called from a different line. He could have said, AT, I'm calling from a different line. Actually, maybe he did and I just forgot. But anyway, I know this is him. Dr. Train, glad you could join us. Welcome to the Madden Voice. You're damn right we don't make them dumbass predictions at the beginning of the season. Else the Bears will still be the bottom of the league. We'll be bottom of the division. No, we're king of the north. And what the hell is wrong with K-Star with that? Hi. What the hell is wrong with you? Oh, is, that window, is that window closing on you or something? <laughs> oh, man. Are you not charged for the show? <laughs> And you're gonna hold oh, on to that man. line, huh? Yeah, thank you. Hey, hey till next season, bro. <laughs> hey, to the K Star, I, I, you know, I, I feel like I should send you a check because <laughs> you, you make this entertaining. Like I should pay you. I should figure out a way. I don't get like revenue from the show. If I did, I'd split it with you because you let's make it that. entertaining. <laughs> Only you said, let's do that. <laughs> Only you at halftime start poking at Dr. Train. At halftime. Don't wait till the end of the game. You're going to start talking shit at halftime. And then you lose. I mean. I'm sorry when I'm right, I'm right. But I warned you about talking too early. I warned you about that in the past. This game, this game, this game, this game, this shit is funny. This is a funny game. You can't, man, until you see them walking out. I mean, hey, JB, right? Wasn't there a college game a couple weeks ago where they dumped the freaking Kool-Aid on the guy? And yep. It turned out somehow, yeah, and then it turned out he ended up losing after like seven overtimes or something? LSU, Texas A&M, they lost 74-72. Thank you. Thank you. I don't follow, I don't follow it as closely as Jay. JB is the college football guru. But I, I I catch Sports Center enough to you know to be dangerous, and I saw that how they thought the game was over, and then something happened. But I'm just saying, until they shaking hands in the middle of the field, and that clock says zero zero, and you don't see no refs huddling up, talking, man, that game ain't over. Just saying, just saying. All right. Well, listen. So we know Doctor Train uh, is still working, but he he is. He has uh, made time to join us from his place of employment. And so we're actually going to start where we normally finish. And then Dr. Chang obviously can stay with us as long as he possibly can. That's up to him. But we, we want to start with his segment um, and do the review 
of the pick six. I thought I saw, I saw, I think somebody went undefeated. I don't know. I'll let Dr. Strain get all in it. All in them. Amazing how many times that happens in one season. But um, so we're going to start with Dr. Train and um, review of last week, week 13's pick six, and then let's get into um, the games for uh, week 14. Dr. Train, the show is yours. Sweet, sweet. I I asked T for this fade, and I I think you guys saw the text because I really want to spend a little time uh, on this matchup we got coming up. And uh, I definitely want to get you guys' take, too, though. Let me find... On the email that I sent out. Where's my stuff at? Over here. All right. All right, so recapping last week. Yes, T has gotten his third 6-0 and in four weeks, if I got that right. <laughs> Can you dig it? <laughs> Can you dig it? Can you dig it? The crazy part about it, the minute the Dallas Chargers would beat the Steelers. So here's the thing. And, of course, the Cowboys. Yeah, so here's the thing. The minute Dallas won, the minute Dallas won, I was like, I'll be down. This dude, now he probably really has a chance of going 6 0 Like, the only pick different between him and JV, I believe, was – the Steelers in charge of it. <laughs> and lo and behold, <laughs> lo and behold, if the, if, the, if, the, if they didn't turn that thing around, man. Well, okay, uh, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you because clearly you put the mojo out there. You put the hex out there on your team because your team was, that first half, it was over. As far as Molly whopping. Oh, man. Can you say KOD? Oh, it's done. For, for for my money, I I didn't see that coming. It was their game was over. They were gonna go into cruise control. Yeah. So countered on their throat the second half, and you know, win the game by three touchdowns. I thought so. You know, I I, I, I I'm gonna poke fun at you because I can. But all joking aside, I was as shocked as anybody that the Chargers came back to pull that game off. And I think part of it was you put the hex out there. So thank you. Okay, so. <laughs> It was one of those typical Steeler home games, man. It was just looking like one of those blowout type situations. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, okay. that's right. All right, no problem. Um, so, congratulations, T. So we got now we got uh two leaders, Todd. You know what I'm saying? The Floyd brothers. Good job. Yes, sir. True. Yes, sir. Clearly, all my gambling did not pay off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> man, hey, I, hey, I'm trying to trying to sneak back up there. I'm trying to shoot for upsets that don't exist, as uh, I am in dead last, and K Star is only two behind. So, uh, good luck to you, gentlemen. We got four weeks left. I thought I was Slip a slip up. I might catch. Yeah, I, thought I, was a, hmm? I thought I was a game behind. That's. So I thought I was a game behind. That's that's unfortunate. No, nah, you're two. Dilly dilly. Oh man. All right. So this week, um, 
we got we got some decent uh matchups for for pick six. Um some are easier to pick than others. Uh, but they should be interesting games. So uh and I'll save I'll save, you know, mine for last. Um but take a look at the for first matchup we got is Ravens seven and five at Chiefs ten and two. Um I mean, definitely Chiefs is a favorite, but you got to like how different the Ravens teams look with Lamar Jackson at the helm and the fact that they are able to run the ball and keep offenses off the field, give their defense rest. And the Ravens started out as one of the top defenses at the beginning of the season, and it looked like they got that spark back. So anybody giving the Ravens a shot, a shot to upset the Steelers at least. They got a shot. I don't see it happening, but they got a shot. That's true. K-Star, you're not picking your number one Ravens over the Saints? Um, they were number two, asshole. And, um, <laughs> and, and number one, number one was the Chiefs back then. So definitely not. I'm going with the Chiefs. K-Star looks today. He's a little bitter. Oh, man. <laughs> his, team, his team lost that. They were on track to get a, a first round bye, and they are no longer in that spot. So he's a little bitter. I understand. That's what makes this show so much fun. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So she's all around. All right, next up we got Patriots 9 and 3 uh division game at the Dolphins 6 and 6. I know they pounced them earlier this season, this season, and they may pounce them again, but it's it's a division game and you never know uh what happens. The, the Patriots have 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 shown the ability to lay the lay an egg every once in a while um, this season. So but with that said, is anybody taking this egg being laid by the Dolphins. Nope. I guess everybody will keep the eggs to themselves. The <laughs> <laughs> so, Patriots all in. Uh, so this next one, dang it, that's what I get for picking, trying to pick the Colts to win the division. It's good. The Texans are on a afterburn, but we got the Colts six and six, the Texans nine and three. The Texans just look hot. Like if you want to consider a, a the hottest team in the league right now, I would actually give it to the Houston Texans as they have won nine straight, nine straight. That is not easy to do. So um, once again, anybody taking the Colts over the Texans at the Texans? Yeah. I'm gonna take the Colts. Right. Yeah, we go. I'm gonna take the Colts. Okay, so um, that made me think of, that, that 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 right there. You know what that was like? Y'all see the movie Jerry Maguire? <laughs> yeah. Who's that? Dorothy Boyce Jacks. So, uh, K-Star, have you on mine? Just help you know explain your pick. You may have some people join your bandwagon. So. Oh God. Explain your pick. You may have some people join your bandwagon. So. Oh God. You are, you are hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, Tepo's on the You team. know, last last week with Standing Near Luck has been an explosive player. 
uh, throughout the year, especially the last eight week or last you know few weeks of the season. Obviously, Houston's won nine straight. Um, but you know, one thing I noticed is the Texans have been passing a lot less, uh, about 25 times per game, and actually plays into the Colts' strength. Um, you know, they're pretty good against the run and and not so much against the pass. Uh, not really sure why they changed that up to Texans. Um, probably want to play to their defense, but I think that with Andrew Luck, they might force the issue a bit. They're an up t- up pace type team, and I'll see him losing two straight. Uh, and, and another thing that you know that happens to to tilt my bias towards the Colts is uh, a couple of weeks ago, me and Train we actually picked the Colts to um, win that division. So like mm-hmm. they got to they got kind of win this game for that to happen. So I'm kind of married to that right now. So. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, P and J, I take it you both are Texans. Yep. Mm-hmm. Texans yeah. Yes, sir. All right. So, okay, star I won't let you stand alone. All right, I done gambled all season. Ain't no use of me stopping now. Got four weeks left. I got to climb back in this thing. So, blowing off the luck and all that. <laughs> right. That's why I, I, the Floyd I, brothers are leading. But anyway. <laughs> Enjoy it. Um, I, I would just say it's, it, it is definitely difficult to continue to win week after week after week. And this is the this is definitely a division matchup. I was also one of those people who picked the Colts to climb the division. Uh, this win may not get them the division, um, but it's definitely a win that they need to that they need to have, uh, even to stay in the playoff hunt. And um this would be to me, honestly, it'd be one of the first teams out of the nine victories that the Texans have had, or since the nine victories they had, where where they got a what I think is a pretty good matchup. They did have Dallas a while back, but they kinda had Dallas when they didn't have this current Dallas. They had another Dallas. I don't know how you change from they a had different team. Dallas. <laughs> you're right. I, I don't. You're right. I, you, I mean, it literally, it's a different. It's like a different Dallas team from another season, <laughs> but it's in the same season. So when I look back at who they had, who they had played in their nine, I mean, Dallas stood out. But like I said, that was a different team, and I think, um, I think this this is also a different Colts team. Uh, towards the end of the season, so uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm take the Colts on this. You know, had the Colts not laid an egg against Jacksonville, mm. I probably would be more inclined to go with them because they were starting to look like they were rounded in the shape. And then they laid that egg, mm. and I don't know that Jacksonville has shown me much this year for me to feel like they they you know they actually haven't shown me much. So. Um, that to me is more of a reflection on the Colts. Colts, then it is, um, yeah. And you know, I hear you about the, the winning streaks. You know, we saw the Saints ten straight, and that was snapped. And you know, the Steelers, I think, had five or six straight, that was snapped. And you know, I think your Bears had, I don't know we how many five. in a row, but five we in a five. row, that was snapped. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two years ago, Dallas won eleven straight. You know, so, hey, I hear you. At some point, 
a guy named Mickey Spagnola, who was uh, uh, a Dallas sports writer, works for the Cowboys. He says, every game that you win, you're one more game closer to losing. So that alone has me kind of thinking, hmm, um, you know, Texans are due to lay an egg, and the Colts were looking like they were rounded in the shape. But, man, to get shut out? I mean, shut out? I can't do it. So the Colts, so I, I'm right there with you guys, but I'm going to stick with the Texans. And they're home. Yeah, so the Colts. Yeah, real quick I'm on sorry? the Colts. To their defense, uh, just real quick about the Colts-Jacksonville game. Um, you know, for whatever reason, well, not for whatever reason, they're super talented, but the Jaguars' defense at home has been absolutely awesome this season. I mean, I was there in that stadium just a couple of weeks ago when they had the Steelers shut out through – almost three quarters, that defense is legit. Um, again, probably the most talented defense. They just happen to have a lot of volatility within the locker room, and, of course, their offense sucks ass. Um, but, you know, that uh, Jacksonville's <laughs> defense is still super good. They, at home, like at home, it's pretty damn good. So I wasn't too surprised because, I mean, I was there, like I said, at the stadium a couple weeks ago seeing that same same dance, the song and dance, uh, starting to play out. So. But yeah, no excuse should have got shut out. No excuse should have got shut out. But yeah, that defense is still real. We've been expecting the Jaguars to have this kind of a defense all season long. So to have it pop up all of a sudden is, is almost an anomaly. And and I hear what you're saying. And I'm I'm kind of in tease court when it comes to the Colts and, and the uh, and the Texans. The Texans are bound to lose, and the Colts are bound are bound to bounce back. But like T, I'm going to stand pat myself. Although I hope I'm not jinxing myself. Well, and the, the other thing when you talk about the Jags, I mean, I can't – okay, they've, they've shown some they, – they've played better at home. But, you know, when, when, when the disparity between home and away is so great, I can't say that's a good defense. That's too big of a disparity. You know, we, we laid a 40-burger on them. Okay, free Amari Cooper. Okay, our team at that point was not that good, and we put a 40-burger on them, you know. So I, I, I'm not going to agree that they have a good defense. We saw them last year have a good defense because, see, defense travels. Right. <laughs> you know, we all know defense travels. So when they're going away and they're not, not playing well, there's a problem. There's there's a problem there. So have not with, traveled yeah, well at all this year. <laughs> no, it has not. It has not. Um, right. So I'm with I, you. I, 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 I'm the to struggle, not the defense. I'm going to stick with the tech. All right, all right. Um, this next one, you know, dear to the heart of the uh, Boy Brothers, we got the Eagles, 6-6, six and six, coming off a, a pretty good win against the uh, Redskins, as, as the Redskins literally had to go to Mark. Can y'all believe it? Mark Sanchez would be their quarterback. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> at the Cowboys, 7-5 and five after... Uh, definitely one of the best defensive performance performances that I've seen uh, this season and in a while. Uh, it was that was a relentless sixty minute when they were on the field uh, defense, and even when the offense coughed up the ball, the defense still still stood pat and and made a play. It's it's this that that's really really impressive. 
because that last fumble had all intents of, of Dallas losing that game, but the defense held after already holding the, <laughs> the entire game. Still, the last two minutes, and you still got to hold. So, uh, bravo, but the Eagles are coming to town, and Dallas at home. Um, I'm going to let the Floyd brothers speak, but any, anybody giving the Eagles a chance to steal this one? Give them a chance, but they're not. I, I like the Cowboys to win. I mean, these divisional games, and we've seen it really throughout the years. All these, you know, not all, but but many of these games end up being really close games. You can count throughout the record. In many cases, this is a pretty good um, rivalry. I think we'll see probably a last stand by the Eagles. I think the Cowboys are simply just a better team with a more established identity. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with them, but I think it'll be a close game. I will. I will I add before. Let me before before I turn it over to you, T. Uh, I would just add, I I wouldn't say I expect to see the same defensive performance um, because there there are some days where it's just you you just have the other team's number and that was that was definitely it uh, for Dallas. But I do expect to see still a solid a solid defense, and I think with the combination with the relationship I see Dak building with Cooper and. But uh, T, T, let me say this definitely before I add, before I let you jump in. So if you remember the beginning of the season, we we had it on one of our first shows. First show we was talking fantasy football, and the question was, which running back would you take if you had the opportunity to take a top running back out of the list? That was that was Gurley, there was Zeke, there was Bale with his head with his. Uh, his uh, his holdout, don't, you know, don't Saquon was even in, in discussion, and it really came down to Zeke and Gurley, and I believe I don't know if we were split, but I know it, it came down to those two. So to share the story with you, I'm in a fantasy football league, my live draft league here in here in California, and I got the third pick. Well, the first two people, to my surprise, took a quarterback and a wide receiver. So now I got the pick of the running backs. T, do you know who I take? Zeke. I take Zeke. Oh, no. (laughs) I take Zeke. Now, mind you, four weeks after taking Zeke, I am am regretting all decisions like, oh, my God, look at Todd Gurley. Oh, my God, look at Todd Gurley. I mean, 30 points weekly, boom, boom, boom. But then – when I needed it the most, when I needed that turnaround, here comes Zeke. Matching the points, almost as similar as Todd Gurley. At the time that I needed the most, it's playoff time. So I felt a whole lot better about my pick. But, man, it was a struggle at the beginning of the season. I just want to share that with you. I stuck to my word, and I took Zeke when I had a choice to take Gurley. (laughs) And I was like, oh. I have Zeke. Damn. And I'm going to the playoffs with Zeke. So, I, you know, I can't speak on anybody else. Zeke has been a very good fantasy back for me. Uh, last year wasn't that great because, uh, you know, he missed some games and all of that. But he's been a very good fantasy back. And, you know, the bottom line is right up through this last weekend, from the time mm-hmm. he entered the league, he has the most yards from scrimmage from 2016 to right now the most yards from scrimmage. And he's played, he missed 
uh, he's missed seven games. One, they just sat him because they, you know, six, last game of the season, his rookie year, and he was suspended mm-hmm. for six games last year. So he missed seven games, and he still has the most yards from scrimmage from when he walked into this league. So, yeah, it is what it is. But let me just say this, and I, I'm not going to belabor this. Two reasons, two things about Dallas that excite me. One is they, they, they had a few extra days of rest. And, you know, um, the Eagles have play, played last night, and they were home, but now they've got to come to Dallas Sunday afternoon, and Dallas has been home. Dallas played home last Thursday night. So that, that rest at this time of the season matters. And, and so that's the one thing. Dallas is going to be the fresher of the two teams. And I saw something on the Internet, on, on Twitter, about Dallas, about the Cowboys still feeling like their back's against the wall. They're not settling because they upset the Saints. They're not sitting there going into complacent mode because they took down. They understand that it, at the end of the day, whether you beat them by 13 to 10 or 37 to nothing, what you beat was an NFC, the NFC conference leading, uh, division leading team. That's it. At the end of the day, this win against Philly is going to mean a hell of a lot more than that win against New Orleans. And, and what I'm seeing is Dallas understands this. They, they're not getting too high where it's like, okay, we, we won our Super Bowl. Like all the damn cowboy haters out there are saying, oh, you just won your Super Bowl. No, you're saying that. We're not saying that. We know there's a lot of work left. and It was just one great win. It was just one win. JB, what you got? Well, let me pick up right there because this still is a game that is going to be for first place in the NFC East. And just looking at the standings right now, if the Eagles win, they'll have the same record as the Cowboys, but divisionally they'll be 4-1. and one. Cowboys are going to be 3-2. and two. So that puts the Cowboys not only as in second place in the division, but now they're on the outside, potentially on the outside looking in in terms of playoff race. So, they, the win last week will mean nothing if they don't get a victory this week. So this is a, uh, another quote-unquote must win so they can not only stay in first place but put some distance in between themselves and the rest of the teams in the NFC East. So they got to get this one. All right. I guess we're all in on Dallas. Yeah, real quick, just quick comment. Yo, I swear, and – I know people complain about Cowboys fans all the time, and certainly, you know, they can, you know, be annoying. But I, Cowboys <laughs> haters are actually worse, man. Like, like they, they are actually more annoying, the Cowboy haters, than the Cowboy fans are. Because they just, they're like a fan from afar. It's weird. Like, like it, it's it's a, an obsessive compulsive type, type thing where they follow the Cowboys every move and game and, and they almost get just as excited as if their own team won, and it's like, yo, like, like, uh, calm down. Because hey, just as much as like, I saw the Cowboys hype, yeah. Do you know who really pisses me off? Talking about Cowboy hater, Stanley. Uh, I knew it. I knew it. That's actually who I was thinking about. <laughs> I was thinking about Len. Oh, he's definitely a guy I was thinking about. Oh. There's so many of them though, but yeah, he's 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 really oh, bad. Well, At least he's an Eagles fan, so it's, I can somewhat understand. Yeah. 
So Stephen A. does it for ratings. Stephen A.'s doing it to, to get, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, he he couldn't have been happier that Dallas won because that meant Friday morning everybody was going to sit in and watch the state and watch him eat crap. Mm-hmm. And that's what he wants. So I, I don't even he don't even phase me. No doubt. Okay. <clears throat> so everyone all in on Dallas. It's that's that's gonna be a good game and a game to watch. Um uh next we got um oh man, I already know who I'm picking on this one. We got the Vikings, six five and one. Thank you, Patriots. Whew. Y'all made our loss not feel so bad. Um six five and one. Uh going to Seattle plays Seahawks in the twelfth man at seven and five. And they're starting to feel themselves at the at the right time. Um K Star, who do you have? What's the game again? This is Vikings six five and one at Seahawks seven five. All right, thank you. Ooh, um, yeah, I'm gonna go. Jesus, uh, I'm gonna go with Minnesota. Um, only reason why I say that's because Seattle's strength is their rush offense. Minnesota's is their rush defense. Not to say that Russell can't throw, but I do think that it plays to Minnesota's advantage. Um, also, you know, while Seahawks defense has been good. They got to go against Thielen and Diggs. There's no Earl Thomas. That could create some problems down the field, especially Stephon is healthy. Um, so I'm going to go with Minnesota. Uh, that's going to be a really good game. All right, Jay. Yeah, it's going to be a good game, and you make some valid points. But with the Seahawks being at home, uh, even though the record doesn't really state it, that 12th man is something to be reckoned with. And I think the the defense of the Seahawks is going to rise up. They're going to play stiffer defense on them. They're going to press the corners. They're going to force. They're going to force Kirk Cousins to beat them. And I think that front four is going to get enough pressure on them to put them in some bad situations. So I'm going to take Seattle, but yeah, I think it's going to be a, a really good game. But it's going to be a close one, so I'm going to still going to go Seattle. Yeah. Okay. T. Jay, you missed an opportunity. You said the <laughs> Seattle is about to rise up. That's what I was waiting for. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know um, that was going to come out of my mouth, to be honest with you, but you're right. Yeah, I, 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 I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. Never have and uh, probably never will. I'm going with Seattle at home. All right. Well, I mean, I really only have one reason to pick against the Vikings. Uh, but I'll give a few more just for the hell of the show. Um, <laughs> I'm going to add to what T just said uh, in regards to Kirk Cousins. You know, someone made a – it was a statement I heard. Uh, I forget which, which show. It may have been on first take or just may have been on the radio uh, listening. But they made a, a, a statement in regards to Kirk Cousins really uh, being more big on his stats than necessarily uh, winning. And because it, it was definitely Kirk Cousins' stats that got him the $84 million guarantee because the damn show wasn't his win. <laughs> he, was, it, 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 he, was, he could put the ball up. He could, you know, make a lot of throws. He could throw for 4,000 yards, maybe get some touchdowns. But it didn't convert to the team consistently winning. 
and it looks to be the same for Minnesota. Minnesota gave this man $84 million, let Case Keenum uh, uh, walk out the door, and uh, this guy was supposed to be their missing piece to get over the hump. They're one game away from the Super Bowl, so this is supposed to be their missing piece. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing it. Uh, holds the ball too long, stands in the pocket forever. I mean, if you're a defense, you can lick your chops. I look forward to playing them at the end of the season. So, with all this said and the fact that they're in my division, I don't like them anyway. I'm just gonna take. Can't tell. You can't. So I try to. I try to. Yeah, I can't tell at all. So, real quick, do you? He and JB agree that Kirk Cousins wasn't worth the money. Do you think he's overrated? I'm just curious. Yes. That sounds like yes. he said okay. JB. Absolutely. Overrated, not worth all that guaranteed money. Well, I mean, based upon the, the wins and losses, although obviously you can't pin him on the quarterback production wise, if you take all of that big picture, yeah, I'd have to say he's a bit overrated myself, especially when you're taking basically that same team. Uh, that Case Keenum had last year, and and they're only six five and one this year. You get eighty four million to elevate the team, not just make them worse or or stagnant at best. So I'd have to say they that he's been overpaid for his performance and his wins and losses. I just think he's been overpaid for what Damn. they what they expected for him to bring to the team this year. Uh. Uh, I definitely not the same. I think he's definitely a good quarterback. Um, again, Train, you probably watched the Vikings way more than I have, but from what yeah. I've seen, that offensive line is really trash <laughs> in Minnesota. They're the thirty-second ranked rushing offense. Whenever I watch Kirk, he seems like he doesn't have much time to throw. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, his stats are nice. You know, that doesn't really tell the whole story though. But from what I've seen, he's been good for them. But you know, again, I haven't watched him as much as you have. So well. I, I, and I, let me just add, before you know, move on to this to this final game. It's just that you know. So here's the thing. Um, kid you guys not. So last year, we 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 were we played Minnesota. It was Mr. Trubisky's first start. Um, Sam Bradford was the quarterback at the time. He was at the he was the quarterback at the start of the game. We pounded on him so much they took him out. When they put in Key, when they put in Case Keenum, I was like, "Damn, I don't like it. I don't. I really want Sam Bradford to be the guy in there." Reason being is because Case Keenum can extend a play. He might not be the sexiest thing on the field. He is nowhere near Aaron Rodgers, but he can extend plays. Her cousins cannot. What you see is what you get. When that pocket breaks down, he breaks down. He's not moving yeah. a whole lot, and that's that's one of the that that's a huge difference when you're going against defenses that fly all over the place. Welcome to the NFC North. Welcome to Mac Attack. We look forward to sacking you for the remainder oh. of your career. <laughs> oh, you cheesy bastard! I love it. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, man. All right. This is game of the week, man. Hey, Trey. Trey. Yes. 
real, real quick before you do the last game in the game of the week. I know you've been looking forward to this discussion. So we, we just just before we get into that, um, so uh, there's someone out there listening, and I just verified that she was listening to the show. And today also happens to be her birthday. Ooh. So I don't know how long she's going to be listening, um, but I know she's listening now. Um, so, Lena, I know you're out there listening. And uh, from me, and I'll let the guys say it as well, but um, I hope you had a great day. And I hope you had a great birthday. I enjoyed our dinner tonight. I look forward to be seeing you again, uh, I don't know when, but soon. But uh, happy birthday, beautiful. And uh, many, 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 many more. So happy birthday, Lena. Happy birthday, Lena. <laughs> happy birthday, Lena. Yes, happy birthday. Hope you had an enjoyable day. And uh, as she said, many more. Uh, but hopefully uh, you had a little drinky drink, too, to celebrate. So enjoy your day and, and have a blast and uh, take care of yourself. And real quick, I don't know anything about Lena, but one thing I do know is she is very, very patient um, to put up with tea for dinner, and and probably a very good listener, you know. So uh, shout out to Lena, and uh, that was very sweet of you to listen on your birthday. And I'm just kidding, <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 all I'll say is, K Star. Um, Payback is a bitch. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Payback is a bitch. Uh, yeah. Uh, she says thank you all. Oh, man. Love it. Love uh, it. Uh, UK star, she said amen. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's all right. That's, oh, that's all right. Awesome. You know? Hey, take it. But you'll get hey, it. Man, love. You expect it. Oh man! All right. Love it, love it, love it. I will will give you the floor back because I know you want to get into your game. This is the game. I can't even. My palms are sweating. Can't wait to Sunday night. I got to get through the work week, man. It's only it's only Tuesday. Haven't even made it to hump day. Okay. Rams, eleven and one. Best record in the league, best record in the NFC. They've already clinched their division. They have their playoff spot. But they are coming to the Windy City to face the Monsters of the Midway, sitting at 8-4 after a disappointing loss to the damn Giants out of all teams. Saquon Barkley, I and by the way, Dr. Train, uh, and unlike K-Star, see, I don't bother you during the game because I, I know how it is, so I'm not going to mess with you. But you were the one that assured me that I had nothing to worry about when I said keep an eye on the I Giants. Did. They might go on a run, and you were like, don't worry about that team. Don't worry about that. I got you, team. Don't worry about that team. Hey, that is how you sounded, man. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's some nice reenactment, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about you too, man. But but let me just say this though, Train. I do want to say this. Um, when when I yeah I, I when uh, I think I posted Khalil Mack is a grown man. 
Mm-hmm. When he when when he, when he made that sack, man, and when y'all and when y'all ended up getting that onside kick, I, mm-hmm. I truly truly thought you guys were gonna win that game. Yeah, I really like I, I truly believed you guys were gonna win that game. I will give your team credit. Um, y'all didn't give in. Y'all fought. Y'all fought your butts off. You know, and yeah. if, I think if Mitch was playing, that's your game. Oh, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. Daniel is what he is. He's gonna get you one, he's gonna lose you one. He's gonna get you one, he's gonna lose you one. So I mean he's a he's a backup for a reason. I mean he he, right. he gave us he gave us a division win which really uh twenty hindsight twenty twenty we needed to win against Detroit more than in the win against the Giants. Uh so if I had to pick one, yep, you were on the right game. But um oh my goodness. Um that was a tough one. I wanted us to win that game because we first we faced a different adversity. So this is one of those games where Chicago comes from behind and gets the victory. And I wanted to get that staple this season. We we hadn't really really had that being down late and then coming from behind in the fourth quarter to win the game. So I, I wanted them to get that get that mark. But four games left. We'll 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 see what happens. Um, but that done Saquon Barkley. Let me tell you this, man. Look. T, I know you get on us about anointing people early, and I'm not trying to do that at all. I really am not. But I haven't seen, I just have not seen anybody as shifty as this guy since Barry Sanders. I promise you, it is, mind you, I know how my team can get 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 to a running back. I've seen us shut down some of the best. We shut down Le'Veon Bell for crying out loud. And he's one of the most patient runners in the league. This guy here? I'm just like, are you are you kidding me? Like how does he get out of that? He's like Neo it's, from the Matrix. It's it's yeah. The Giants did right. They did not take a quarterback. They took Saquon Barkley. They have someone to build their offense around. I'm sorry, it's not OBJ. It is Saquon Barkley. OBJ is Robin. Saquon is Batman. Get you a quarterback. Fix that offensive line. Scary. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Back on the real topic at Matt. Um, I, I'll, I, I, will, I will start out speaking a little bit about my team. So, regardless of the game against the Giants, uh, the Bears are still for real. Mitch will be back. Mitch against against the Giants, we we win that game hands down. This game is the only one that matters. The one person on the Rams team that concerns me the most is Aaron Donald. Not Ty Gurley. We can ball up running backs. We can slow them down. I'm not really concerned about that. He's definitely not as shifty as Saquon Barkley, but he is good. Not worried about Jerry Goff. You know, he has a little bit of mobility. But we have a we have a really good pass rush. I look forward to what Khalil Mack can do. But Aaron Donald can disrupt your run run game and your pass game in the same play. Not series, in the same play. That's how scary this dude is to me. That is my biggest concern when we go up against against the Rams. So I'm looking for Mitch 
Actually, I'm looking for Coach Nagy and Mitch to be as creative as possible to keep this guy on his heels. Because if we just sit back, he's going to give us problems. Uh, defensively, uh, we're going to we're going we 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 do have a tough matchup. They have weapons. Uh, they have guys I wouldn't I wouldn't think to be just the greatest receivers of all, but yet they catch they catch the ball. Robert Woods. I mean, Cooper's out. They still got Cook. He's a burner. Uh, their tight end is pretty legit. I watched them put up 54. Oh my goodness. Uh, they they can they can put up points, but they ain't putting up 54 on us. We don't we don't allow that. Not not in the Windy City. Not happening. Uh, but y'all already know my pick. I really want to get some conversation about this game and kind of understand what what do y'all see? How do y'all see Chicago winning? How do you see Chicago losing? Who do you favor? And K Star, guess what? I'm not even gonna start with you. I'm gonna start with T. Okay. Cause I need I need the true wisdom on this. Well, you know, when you've gone six and oh three times this year, I can totally <laughs> understand why you would start with the omniscient one. Omniscient <laughs> I, I don't believe K Star has gone six and zero at all this year. I don't believe. I have to go back and check the archives. Uh, man, yeah. I did week one. You keep saying that. I did week one. Oh, it was week one. It was week one. That was, man, I, was like, I believe you did. Man, I believe you did. That's like, that's like did. the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, man. That's my first time. Dog of my own team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I will say that what's what's uh, helping you with my ambivalence is the fact that I watched my team do the unthinkable. And really, this is that game all over again. I mean, this is that game. This is it. This is the same. This is last Thursday's game all over again. This is a juggernaut offensive team with a pretty damn good defense coming in to play a team that can score some points, not a super, not a superpower offensive team, but a team that's got a damn good defense at home. <laughs> and it matters at home. Yeah. Yes, it does. You have a disruptive guy. I have DeMarcus Lawrence, and I said a few weeks ago that he was on that second level. I changed my mind. He's on that He is already level. there. He is on that yep. level. He that is only he's, <laughs> he's there. When we talk yes. about when we talk about Mac and we talk about JJ Watt and we talk about these guys that are that are out there being disruptive and Aaron Donald, these guys, you cannot you can no longer exclude Tank Lawrence. Okay, but this ain't about the Cowboys. My it's about the Bears and y'all got that guy Mac who's a phenom, who's freaking a monster. And Mitch is supposed to be back, correct? That's what I'm hearing. Yes, he will be back. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I I am, and I and, and I just listen. I did a special show Thursday night at five o'clock. <laughs> okay, I shut off my work laptop. I shut off my work cell phone, and I did a show on the Baden Boys from five to six o'clock, talking about the Cowboys and the Saints. 
That's what I did. And then I was going to have a scotch and watch my game, and I was so amped, I didn't even have a drink. I was so pumped for this game, right? And, and I'm seeing your game, and I'm seeing this game all over again. And had my team not showed that this can be done, I don't know that I could pick your Bears. Mm-hmm. But you got your starting quarterback coming back. You've got enough offense to keep the Rams on the sideline. And you've got a defense that on any given day is as good as any defense in the NFL, as good as the Rams, as good as the Cowboys, as good as the Ravens, as good as the Saints. People thought the Saints' defense was pretty good. They are pretty good. Well, the Bears are right there. And your home. I think I'm going to go ahead and I'll be the first one to say I think the Bears are going to pull the upset. Especially since y'all just lost the game that you knew you should have won. Now you got that chip on your shoulder. See, you could come into a game hot. You could come into mm-hmm. a game like we're on a roll, okay? We, we are here to prove the world we're about to do something. That's what, that was Dallas. Or you come in the game pissed the fuck off. Cannot fucking believe we let the goddamn Giants be the, the Giants? Oh, okay. The Giants. The goddamn freaking Odell Beckham, Mr. Mr. I made a business decision not to dive in and get the <laughs> Did he? That's some It is totally some I expect that to come up in one of these segments, but maybe it won't. But but I digress. Um, Listen. Y'all had a better team than the Giants. You lost. I know it sucks, and I think you guys are coming back, and this is your game to come back and say, make a statement. I think this is the game, especially because now Mitch wasn't playing. I'm sorry, Train. Can't do it. Can't do it. Shit, I damn near um, pick against my team if Mitch wasn't playing. That ain't no lie. I'm, 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 I'm be real with you. Like, it's, it's, it's a complete, it's a completely different offense, man. Yeah. And you know, I have my my little iPhone. And I, my, I have in the notes all the games, and I made all, I made five to six picks already. And next to Rams at Bears, I have question marks because I, just, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know what to do. But I'm going to give you I appreciate some love. I'm giving Trains Bears some love. I think Dallas has has shown, and I heard Lewis Riddick said it, and he, and I love Lewis Riddick by the way. He, he. he he, I like it. I really like how he analyzes. Best analyst on ESPN. Yeah, Best analyst on ESPN, I, bar none. I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. Especially Herm is gone. Herm's back to coaching. Um, and uh, the other guy I liked, um, the coach, um, the one that used to coach with New England. Um, oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. He's with Fox now. Um, he was really good. Oh, my God. Coach the Browns was on New England staff. Oh, you talking about Mangini? Mangini, thank you. I like Mangini. I like I like uh uh um you play Herm, but right but they're all gone. But Lewis Lewis Riddick, and Lewis Riddick said it. Lewis Riddick said Dallas has restored faith that a strong a strong defense and a solid run game and you can win in the NFL. You don't have to go up and score fifty points. You can win in the NFL. And Dallas has restored that. And I think your Bears are going to come back this weekend and they're going to take it to the next level and take down the Rams. There you have it. I've said my piece. Man, 
All right, y'all, that's the end of the, the Madden voice. Um, and, uh, all of you set on the field. See y'all next week. <laughs> oh man, y'all don't leave the show. We're not done. <laughs> we are not done. All right, little big brother Jay. Yeah, she has valid points, and and I'm. I'm almost there with him, but Here comes I can't, the butt. Do can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Just can't do it. Um, Bears defense is for real, no doubt about it. Uh, Mitch coming back certainly helps. I, I just think that the Rams have just too many weapons on offense, and I think the defense is stout enough where even with Mitch coming back and Tariq Cohen having an outstanding game, uh, I just think it's going to be a bit too much, but all points are valid. Can't take that away from anything, but I'm I'm still going to take the going to You know, right, you so know before JB, we before wait, oh, go ahead, just say something to JB. You know, JB, we we split our fantasy games. You won one of these games, the game that I had Breeze as quarterback, and Breeze only got me seven points because of Dallas, and you won by three points. And you know why you won by three points? Yeah, because I had other folks that Breeze. sucked just as bad as Breeze. Well, but but part of it, right? But the main reason you won is Tariq Cohen went the hell off. So just remember, yep. you're picking against the guy that won you a fantasy game. Just just put that out there. All right, I'm done. I just put that. So out there. so let me. And uh, this is not necessarily. I'm not. This is why I want to have discussion about this game because I'm not, not necessarily changing my mind, but I just want to bring because I think teams they when I hear you say you know the Rams got a lot of weapons and. You know, yeah, the Bears got a good defense, and the Rams, you know, got a pretty good defense as a whole, even though Mitch is him. So, people have not watched Chicago much this season. I know they haven't. Okay, one because he ain't been on Bonafide, Bonafront, or he hadn't, you know, they ain't been on Phenom or um, what the name of the year? That's what you know. No, y'all ain't watched much. That's okay. You know, I'll, I'll wait. Y'all, maybe, maybe we'll get there after this game. You know, maybe, maybe I, I don't know. Uh, some love, but no, seriously. When we talk about weapons on on Chicago, yep, Tariq Cohen is probably the most dangerous of our weapons. A running back that can run routes, coming out of backfield, lining up, you know, a la Le'Veon Bell. You know what I'm saying? Got a little of that in him, but he was torching Landon Collins like all day, all day, and all. all day. All Chase had yep. to do was get him the ball. <laughs> it, it was it was ridiculous. You know, he's hard to defend. But secondly, you know, we do have Allen Robinson. Now, yeah, he's not putting up the same numbers that you see some of these other guys put. But I watch him play. Watch him. Legit number one receiver. Absolutely. Okay. Cannot get single coverage. Good luck. He's gonna out jump. He's he's gonna he's gonna out muscle. You know what I'm saying? And he will get his hands on the ball. You know. Uh, Anthony Miller, watch out for the rookie, okay, from Memphis. Got that Memphis mentality. I don't know if y'all met many people from Memphis. I have. I grew up there. It's a different mentality. It's, it's, it's you know, blue-collar worker city. It's, it's, that's him. You know, defensively, yep, we got Khalil Mack. Everybody know Khalil Mack. Everybody should know Akeem Hicks by now, you know, even though he got 
cheated out of being in the Pro Bowl last season. He is definitely one of the one of the one of the best D tackles in the league, along with the other guys. They don't mention him much, but that's okay. He he resembled the fridge this past weekend, scoring a touchdown. Did y'all see that? Anybody see that? See the highlight? Yep. All right. Appreciate you for watching the highlights. So, <laughs> but in addition, in addition, we had a safety we drafted from Alabama two years ago, his second year, named Eddie Jackson. Okay. Look out for my guy. Has some of the best instincts in the game. Kyle Fuller, we paid him $56 million. I'll be damned if he's not earning it. Thank you, Kyle Fuller, for us not paying you and you just taking the money and running. No, he's actually taking the money and playing. You know what I'm saying? And the other guys are falling in around those four guys. You know what I'm saying? So I hear you when you say Rams got weapons. Chicago got weapons, too. You know, and but Chicago defense did not allow I'll take away the one defensive touchdown that the uh uh that the uh the Chiefs scored. They did not allow what would that be? Forty five points on their defense at all this season. Ever. Rams defense got holes. Nagy gonna find them and we gonna fill them. K Star. Oh, wait, 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 Jay, you got I was gonna say thanks for that uh, public service announcement, but I'm still gonna get around. <laughs> Appreciate that info, though. Jay needs to have something to separate us, so I can take over the undisputed number one position. So go ahead and stick with the Rams. They make the pot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, K Star, what you got, man? Yeah, I hear. All the Bears talk about one game that does stand out to me when they played against a really good offense in Chicago, the New England Patriots. They were they were vulnerable. I'm not going to say exposed because it's a really good defense. They were vulnerable. I think when you look at the Bears, their defense is awesome. One issue on defense, or at least one weak spot on defense, is the cornerback play and their tackling. Um, Robert Woods is one of the best yards after catch receivers in the league, and you got one of the best deep threats in the NFL, Brandon Cooks. Um, so the Bears corners have their hands full. And the thing with Mitch Trubisky, I know they wanted to hold him out last week and get him ready, make sure he was all healthy and upright for this game, but he's too young of a player to come back into a fire and play Aaron Donald, in my, in my opinion. I mean, he could absolutely prove me wrong, but – Two-week layoff for a young quarterback against one of the best pass rushers in the league. Like, it's a team that will certainly put up some points, you would imagine, uh, given their their strength on offense when the receiver position and Todd Gurley. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams. I think it will be a, a nice 28-type, 24-type game. Certainly will be point, points put on the board on both sides. Um, but, you know, Aaron Donald is a difference maker. and I think that, you know, when you get pressure up the middle against Mitch, uh, there could be some quick force throws that could be dangerous, and I think that the Rams might get a turn, turnover or two that, that will uh, ensure them a win. So uh, I'm looking forward to this game. Um, yeah, Trent, I know they haven't been on bona fide on the front. The Bears haven't, and that's that's a my bad. Uh, I mean, you had an open slide last week. Just just saying, after, you know, after after my guy, I ain't want to steal the sun from T. Is he putting that? Putting that text to me, but I'm just saying, you had an open slot last week. You know, my guy got uh, NFC, NFC Defensive Player of the Week and the Month in the same week. 
man. <laughs> Just saying, dog. Just saying. You talking Khalil? No. No. no talking Jack- about Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson. Oh, Eddie Jackson. Back to yeah. back to yeah. back defensive, back to back pick sixes. Yeah, I mean, this going to be a legit game, and, and make no mistake about it. Bears win. I'm not going to sit here and be totally stunned and shocked. Make no mistake about it. They got more than just a puncher's chance for this one. It's going to be a legit game, um, and I'm looking forward to it myself. So so I just want to speak on some of the points Kate, uh, that K-Star that K- made real quick. So you, you went back to the Patriots game. You said, oh, you, you saw the Bears play, you know, a good offense. They had holes. I want to correct you. Um, not as many holes as you think they had because uh, the Patriots had two scores in that game that had nothing to do with their offense, uh, for one, uh, which definitely helped them to win. Um, um, well, what, how did they score again? Was it they had a, uh, they had, I know they had a – yeah, I think they had a kick return. And I want to say they had a defensive touch, but I know at least they had a kick return. If not if not one, but I know they definitely had a, a punt return for – uh, yeah, I think punt or kick return. No, kick return for a touchdown. But we had just goal. Yeah, it's Cordero. Yeah, yeah. So uh, also, Fair. when you talk Fair. about going up against going up against wide receivers, um, we just went up against one this past weekend. Now his quarterback ain't the greatest, but <laughs> OBJ is still a beast. This weakness you mm-hmm. call in the secondary, I'm not quite seeing it because we also went up against. Adam Thielen and, and Diggs, and we saw what Thielen and Diggs were doing to teams and what they did to the Rams. They didn't do it to Chicago. So these weaknesses you, you, you're you talking about, I don't know if that's tabloid reading or <laughs> I'm just trying, no, to, it's, trying to make sure I understand. No, it, it's, it's not. Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon had, had over 100 yards against you guys. I mean, the Bears looking at these. It's just, now, but it's very six, seldom. Six most, it's just six most yards to receivers this year. So, I mean, that's the one spike attack. And I remember that game at Miami. Jeremy Grant, mm-hmm. you know, was making people miss in the open field. You know, so I mean, no, that was actually the, um, that wasn't Grant. That was um, that was Albert Wilson who caught. And yeah, that was yeah, that was right, definitely some bad tackling by by Chicago. He caught a slipping. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying some bad tackling by Chicago. But you're talking about you know splash plays also. Chicago has had the lead in a lot of games in the fourth quarter. So what are teams going to do? They're going to pass. What is the defense going to do? They're going to make sure they don't get anything behind them. So you're going to get receivers getting several yards, but when are they getting those yards? They're getting those yards trying to come back to win a game against a defense that's pretty much trying to close it out, and offense is trying to close it out. So I just want to make sure, you know, I hear what you're saying, but these are the scenarios in which they're happening. Yeah, no, that's good context. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think it's gonna be really good. That's gonna be a really big key to the games. Rams receivers versus Bears DBs. We'll definitely see how that plays out. All right, so it looks like we are two and two. And I'm pin my pen. Oh, here we go. All right, two and two. Rams versus Bears. I got a half marathon that morning. I'll be coming coming out of the half marathon, resting for about a few few seconds because I'll be way amped. Got some what, people coming over to enjoy this game. Huh? Uh, Say what? what? Is, that one, is, is that 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock? What is this Sunday night yeah, football? What the hell is wrong with you? Oh, 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock. What is this? Train. 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 Okay, train. 
Trying. You said you were, you're taking a marathon in the morning. I forgot you're in California time, so it's a little different. You know. Time so. on one o'clock, four o'clock. What is this prime time TV, man? It, check your guy. Right, right. yeah, I'm, I'm just not used to the Bears. Not used to the Bears being on prime time TV that much. So I mean, Jesus. I'm about to say first year in a while. You Give me a break. You're lucky you guys are playing well, or I guarantee you the Cowboy Eagle game would have got flat. <laughs> <laughs> y'all would have been, been in trouble But since you guys are actually playing well In the playoff part You guys are going to maintain that Sunday night football spot Well you know that's Well we actually Good. got flexed we got, No we got, we got flexed to it We, we well, took we it from out. We took it from I believe they had the Vikings No they who did they have No not the Vikings They had No Was it the Wait a minute. I yeah, believe man. if was it the Steelers they had in this place? No, it was the Eagles. No, it didn't. It they had Steelers someone. Bears. Anyway, we got flexed to this spot. They had another team. They had another game in this spot, and we got flexed. Right after they flexed the Vikings-Bears game to Sunday night, no no more than a week later, they flexed this one even before the Bears played the Vikings. Good. I want to see this. Then make sure you check your guy. Yeah. Now, I don't want you watching TV at 1 or 4 o'clock talking about where the Bears at. Sunday night now. Sunday night. When is coming. Oh <laughs> Close that window so you don't get cold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm done with my segment, T. Thank you, guys. Thank okay. you. <laughs> Let's keep going with, let's keep going with uh, segments. Let's go ahead on to JV with uh, – Peon and Phenom. All right, so call me Homer, but I'm going to do Phenom of the Week. has to be the Cowboy defense for putting up that type of performance. Uh, the blueprint we all knew was going to be ball control with the offense. Defense was going to have to make And they did just that. What, what impressed me the most it wasn't just, and it really should have been three points, not ten points. We already know why it became ten points, but what impressed me the most was the fact that the tackling was so short. In this day and age, tackling is, is basically on the back of a milk carton. You don't see good tackling, good form tackling. You get hit, you drop right where you get catch the ball. Saw plenty of that in that game. So I definitely have to uh, give major props to the entire defense, the, the scheme that they set up. Uh, did not see that kind of, of performance coming. Knew they had it within them to at least slow them down, but not stop them like that. So I got to give it up to them for for the uh, phenom of the week. There's some honorable mentioners. Uh, Philip Lindsay and his performance was 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 very good. Um, I think we had another performance by. Uh, I was trying to see some other folks here. Gurley's performance was very good as well. But sorry. Can't stop them boys' defense. Peon of the week. Uh, we hadn't touched upon this, good but again. It, 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 it's been discussed all week long, which was the release of Kareem Hunt. Oh, my um, God. That one, did not see that coming. Now, granted, we're talking about something that happened eight, nine, ten months ago, but to give yourself a chance, you don't lie to your organization like that. You don't try and hide it and, and sweep it under the rug. We already know in this day and age that's something that – Society as a whole does not uh, stand up for the NFL. 
is showing that they don't stand for it. And so you leave you leave the, the Chiefs organization no choice but to let you go. You're only 23 years old, got a gang of football ahead of you to do something like this. Um, I could go on for days about it. I'm just going to stop right there and, and, and let other folks chime in if they wish. But that's definitely the piano of the week for me. If I can, I, I, I will chime in because I'm sitting here and I'm watching this video and uh, it's, it's obvious that he's not with any players. He, he looks like these are probably his boys. Uh, and, you know, I see them grabbing him. And for the life of me, I'm just like, at no point are you really, really that angry that at no point that these guys are consistently grabbing you that you can't walk away. Because she rarely got close enough to even lay a hand on you. But you're just that angry that everything, I'm about to throw everything out the window. Just for this. It's, I, I don't, I don't quite get it. You know, let me, let me, let me, let me just say this. Cause I, I've heard a lot of different takes on Kareem Hunt and, you know, you know, at no point, you know, would anyone condone, um, you know, what we saw in that video? But let me let me say let me just be a little bit a little a little tiny voice of dissension. Um, one is I can't hear what's going on. I, I can't hear any of it. Um, two is he has no record, no pattern of doing this, unlike Reuben Foster. Three is, I think he did a phenomenal job with his interview with Lisa Salters and ESPN. He made no excuses. He took full responsibility. Even when she tried to get him to defend himself, he wouldn't do it. All he said was, this isn't who I am, but I take full responsibility. He did. He, he, no, you're right. He shouldn't have lied. He's 22 years old. He made a huge mistake. And now, you know, you're looking at your multi-million dollar contract, and they're asking you, look, he's a kid. I'm 51. He could be my son. Okay, he's a kid. He was wrong. You don't ever put your hands on a woman. We know this. But from what I'm seeing, there's been no – it's a one-shot deal. You get He gets whatever his punishment is, whatever ban, suspension, counseling, whatever it is. And as long as he doesn't do it again and he pays his debt to society, whatever that, whatever that is, then I think, you know, we are a, a society that gives people second chances. And if this was a one-shot deal and it was a huge mistake, then let him pay his price and let the boy come back to work and continue his career. And let's hope that it is stays a one-shot deal. Because I look at that, and I look at Reuben Foster, and I see two two ends of the, two different ends of the spectrum here. Um, but I also want to say this, not about Kareem Hunt. Um, for me this week, um, there's only one peon of the week for me, and that's the damn NFL, because Ezekiel Elliott was fined $13,369 for putting – Dak Prescott in the Salvation Army kettle for Thanksgiving. Now, what? Kareem Hunt aside, that's 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 you know 
a sad story, and I hope he gets help, and I hope it never happens again. And I, you know, I, I, you know, best pray for everybody. And that aside, are you kidding me, NFL? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like I don't, I don't under, I get the tele, I, I get we don't want football celebrations going crazy, but you put the damn thing at the end of the end zone. We already have a precedent of people using it to bring more publicity to the Salvation Army, a charity that wants people to contribute. So why would you not turn the other cheek or move the kettle to the sidelines so that if they want to do something, it's on their sideline and there's no penalty? Are you kidding me? Because y'all do know that that penalty had that, kickoff return, you know, had the kick, they put the kick back 15 yards, which gave them a bigger kickoff return, and it kind of changed the game a bit, kind of kind of impacted the game a little bit. Off of that kind of penalty, man, NFL needs to wake up. NFL needs to wake up. And, and, quite, and quite frankly, and quite frankly, um, since we're talking about peons and we're talking about Kareem Hunt and we're talking about the NFL, uh, why did it take – this thing happened in February – this is December. Right. Why well, take 10 months for the video to come out? Right. Now that's, uh, that's, that's a good question. Yeah. Game. yeah. And, and that's the other yeah. side of the equation. Why take 10 too. months? Absolutely. Right. So, so, so you know, not condoning Kareem Hunt's wrong. There ain't no, no if ands, a bust about it. He's wrong. And whatever the law, the NFL, the, the Chiefs, well, he ain't with the Chiefs no more, but whatever the penalty is, they want to suspend him for a season, whatever it is, I, it doesn't matter to me what it is. Whatever it is, he needs to just shut up and do it, and then hopefully get his life together and come back, play some football, he's still young enough to come back, you know. But what's going on in the NFL? Why Why take 10 months for that video to come out? Why? And, and, it's ridiculous. And also, T, and I'm glad you mentioned I should start writing my notes down so I can remember because that's part of also what I wanted to have as, as this whole entire peon piece. But you, it, it's not just about the video, but from what I heard, they didn't even go into – they didn't do the due diligence. And no. to have a situation where you already have a precedence with, with certain players that have come along in the past that have had this type of situation come up, you have done your due diligence before. Why didn't you do it now? Why did you break protocol and not do what you've been doing all along? So I absolutely 100% agree. It's not did just not Kareem interview Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Did not interview right. the the young lady in the video. Right. Ridiculous. And and that's that's the due diligence that you need to do because had they done that, this may have been pushed up forward. We wouldn't have been hearing about this uh, a couple of days ago. We would have heard about this a few months ago. So absolutely, the the NFL dropped the ball with the Ezekiel Elliott celebration, which, oh, by, by the way, it's not like he took $21 out of his own pocket. He took it from somebody else and just dropped it into the bucket. So why is that a big deal? And then, again, not doing the due diligence that they were supposed to have done, that they've done in the past, but for whatever reason didn't do it here, they also failed in all of this too. All right. Um so we move on to bona fide bona front. Well, let's. I guess we should see if K Star is even ready this week. But you know, before K Star does that, just so he knows, the Bears Rams game was flexed ahead of the Steelers Raiders. That was the Sunday. Mm. Night. That, that, that was, was the I knew it had something to do with them done Steelers. We got them twice. 
<laughs> we hey, flexed him twice. Not our fault. Not our fault. <laughs> you know what? You're right, K-Star. It is not your fault. Raiders, you know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> True. But unfortunately. True. That, that, that I have to agree with is the Raiders. It so is. Yeah, they're garbage. All right. Um, bonafide, bonafide. So this guy, I'm sorry, bonafide, has been balling all year. Um, he actually uh, has been my fancy running back in our in our EAFL league for the second highest scoring team that is going to miss the playoffs, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Sounds like bad but, management to me. Yeah, it's just don't, don't get me started. You got some work to do, train. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm you know, in. So we talk about these. T- yeah, yeah. We talk about these these top running backs, and um, you know, we haven't. I don't think we mentioned his name all year, but Christian McCaffrey's been a beast, man, all season. Mm. Um, guys, guys, averaging 127 yards per game. You know, uh, in modern day NFL, you need a guy that can run and catch. Um, you know, he's averaging 55 yards uh, receiving through the year each game, and uh, putting 72 on the ground. So, um, this guy's been an absolute terror the last five, last few games. Uh, in fantasy, he's literally been averaged over 30 points a game, which is absurd in PPR formats. I'm sure all the Christian McCaffrey owners out there are pretty happy about him. Uh, but, you know, I just felt like it was time to mention him since I don't think we've actually brought him up all year. And um, he's been balling. And so, guys only I, I have him in 22 league, years older. I got him in 22 years old. Love him. Just saying. Yeah, he's awesome, man. He was a beast yeah, at Stanford, and uh, it's good to see him do well. And his dad, obviously. And, and he's running between the tackles, too. That's the other thing. He, he's I not mean, just, he just all. on his feet. Right. And, and that's what surprised me the most when I saw him at Stanford. I thought, okay, cool. He's going uh, to be kind of like a, a Darren Sproles type of, of, of player. This dude right, runs right. between the tackles effectively, too, just as effectively on the outside. So it's been a pleasant surprise. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, I'll even, just say you know, that. Go ahead. That, that I, I, the team that I have him on, we are going to the playoffs. Just saying. We should. Yeah, I got him on two teams and we're going to the playoffs. I don't know what you should though. You know. I mean when you have Chris McCaffrey and Travis Kelsey and, and Michael Thomas, you don't make the playoffs. It's just anyway, not about me. Um Chris McCaffrey's a beast. Just want to give him a shout out. We haven't really talked about him. Uh he's been playing great. <laughs> Bonafront. front. <clears throat> um Sunday night football NFL referees. I'm sorry. So, obviously, everyone saw the game. And don't get me wrong, when Steelers law lose, I can take it. And usually, I'll, you know, I'll put some blame on them. And don't get me wrong, they certainly had their part uh, in, in losing the game. But the touchdown, two touchdowns that occurred in that game, one, the false start touchdown. I, look, um, that, that's unacceptable, you know. In the NFL, it really anywhere, any any football game officiated. That I, I'm not sure how that was not called a false start. He was shuffling his feet uh, a whole two seconds before the play began. Uh, the defense paused, causing you know Tyra Williams to get behind the defense, um, and that was a massive play uh, in the game. And but seven on the board. The next play, the punt return for a touchdown. There was an absolute clear 
block in the back where he, the special teams gunner is shoved. And, you know, what ensues to be results in a 75-yard touchdown. Mm. Um, I know that, you know, this week in general we saw a lot of bad non-calls in the NFL. Starting Thursday. I hope they get this. Starting on Thursday. Yeah, starting Thursday. And it was both sides, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it seemed to be the theme of the week. And I really hope they get this cleaned up because the playoffs are coming and we have some really vital games. And I, again, you know, some of this is definitely in the Steelers, but it's first time in a while I felt like they were actually hosed by the referees in that game. Like it was just really sloppy officiating. So it's, it's ridiculous. You can't have that. So, okay, so I'm glad you brought it up because the thing that and it intrigues me the most when I hear about the refs missing calls, the the part that kind of shoots me out the most is that when I hear them say, Yep, that's that rep's one job. They don't have to look at anything else except that. That is their one job on the field, to make sure that there are no, you know, to make sure the call falls or no one, you know, uh, uh, goes before the snap. And I was like, wow, that's your one job, and you miss blatantly an offensive lineman raising damn near entire two seconds before the ball is snapped. Yes. Dude, I was living. That dude had to be sleep at the point like, that happened, like, literally. Listen, with all due respect, it's a 60-minute game. You know, I get, I can, you know, we had a game against the Redskins. J.P. Latter saw a 15-year veteran, and they flag him and said that he drew the defense offside. He does the same thing every snap. But now all of a sudden, it lowered the defense offside and cost us the chance to go to overtime yeah. against the Redskins. You know, Randy Gregory, okay, now the, the block, the block starting, the, the, the uh, up in the kicker was, was a good call. The um, the other one, though, the, the, the encroachment um, in the neutral zone, go back and watch it again. He was not in the neutral zone. You know, watch yeah, that was a bad uh, Drew Brees throw that call. one that touchdown call. pass and watch the receiver push off. Push off. Push off. Yes. Yeah, that was Blake. Blake. Push off. Yep. Blake. Real bad. You know, so I mean, but then at the same time, you know, you know, you know, there was a couple calls that went our way, you know, that they missed, um, mm-hmm. and so I think we have to be careful when we when we try to take a sixty minute game and break it down to a couple of bad calls. Now that said, case star where I thought you were going to go, as opposed to making it personal about your game and a couple of calls, where my problem is is. Why are you doing these all-star crews for these mega games? I think it's ridiculous. These crews work together week after week. They're used to mm. each other. And now all of a sudden, you're trying to pick the, the top five or six rated um, referees, officials, and put them on the field for the first time because in each of their individual positions, they're the top rated. But, but they've never worked together. They don't know each other. The other crews, they know each other. You know, you get to know what a guy calls and doesn't call and when they huddle. You know, when you do it week in and week out, you know each other. You know your tendencies. You know, you know hey, that guy, he going to miss. He tends to miss offside. He tends to miss, you know, certain things. You get to learn things about each other. So I think NFL is, is they need to cut that crap out. I don't know why they did that, but it has not. Every Makes no game, sense. Makes no sense. It's been an all-star crew. There's been controversy. Get rid of it. Keep the crews together. Just I mean that 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 definitely makes sense. Um, like I said, my 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 biggest thing is that it's like 
if that's your one job on the field, uh, you should be able to do it well. You see, you you recognize it when it's coming. I mean, it doesn't. It just doesn't seem like you should just easily miss things that are blatant. Oh, absolutely! It was a terrible call. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not yeah. diminishing the reality of it. It was terrible. It, it was mm-hmm. <laughs> bad. Absolutely, I agree. That ball strong play was just sickening. God, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, it, it, K-Star, can I can I fill in one more bone of front? Absolutely. How about it? Um, and I don't know how y'all are gonna feel about this, but I'm gonna tie it back to to this uh, particular week since it has to do with an injury, and it has to do with the Redskins, and it has to do with the fact that they just signed Josh Johnson, who's 32 years old, hasn't thrown a pass since the 2011 season, and did not sign Colin Kaepernick because Jay Gruden said his skill set didn't fit the team. I, I I I don't understand it. I still don't get it. I, I still scratch my head on it. I shouldn't be surprised, but I am kind of surprised still. I just don't understand how these teams can grab folks off the street, seemingly off the street, and you've got a, a, a quarterback of the caliber of Kaepernick that's been waiting for an opportunity and you don't even offer him that opportunity. You instead go off and get somebody who hasn't thrown a pass in seven years. I don't understand. No, we understand it. So we understand. So, I, I got a question about that. Definitely understand. Oh, that I got a question about that. We understand what yeah. we're doing. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Real, real quick on okay. Paul Sanchez is playing. <laughs> Need I yeah. say more? Now. So. Don't get me wrong. I got to point this out, or at least I got to ask about it, because I'm actually at this point I'm have no idea. But I don't think Kaepernick would be signed. First of all, it's my preference. However, is there is that court case or that lawsuit between the NFL and Kaepernick still ongoing? Is that still a thing? Did they ever yes. come to a conclusion on that delusion? No, it's still ongoing. It's still, yeah, it's still ongoing. Okay. I wonder if that has any uh, – I wonder if teams are even allowed to no. engage at this point. No. He can, he can still play. He can still play? Okay. I he no can idea. still play. It, it's, it's no different okay. than than if you're at if – you, if you work for an employer and, you know, K-Star, you, you know, you, you know you, you're, that, you're that Shawn Michaels, you know um, – you know, you're that Shawn Michaels, uh, you know, this case start right here, you know. I know I'm sexy. I've got some looks. Yeah. So I know you get hit on at work all the time. And then if, if you go yeah, and file a complaint, you know, go file a complaint, sexual harassment, because these women are just, you can't get them to stop, leave you alone. You don't have to go home. You can still work. You know what I mean? You can still employ you know, so no, Callan Kaepernick, even though he has a complaint against the owners for collusion, oh, he absolutely can be signed uh, to play football if there was a team willing to give him a shot. But, but, you know, we already know that that's not going to happen with Mark Sanchez. Yeah. And you know what? I'm happy to see Mark Sanchez, Mark Sanchez play for the Skins because it just shows the Skins don't, you know. I mean, I feel bad for football. You know, I really do. It just seemed unfortunate. It seemed like he was viewed, really viewing this as his last opportunity to try to win a starting job somewhere in the NFL. 
And then for him to do that, pretty much get the same leg injury as Alex Smith, man, I feel bad for him. But for Marcus Sanchez to have a job, Colin Kaepernick should be sitting home. Marcus Sanchez is terrible. We had him in Dallas. And you will see. But at least, you would think that, at least with Sanchez, he went to the AFC Championship. I mean, granted, that's a long time terrible, ago, yeah. but I give him, I give him that. This dude you know, hasn't done terrible. anything. He's going for a thousand no, forty-two I yards. I, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying <laughs> even I'm saying even with Sanchez that Sanchez is terrible. He was terrible in Dallas two years ago, and yet he got signed where Kaepernick could have gotten that job. So even though you're saying, okay, he could have got this job back up to Sanchez, I'm saying he could have got the back up to McCoy because Sanchez is terrible. And you will see how bad Sanchez is. He's terrible. Oh, yeah. It's, see, the ace It's just like, the that, ace it's like that Beverly Hills cop line when, when, when Ed Rick was talking about it. <laughs> Ed saying, Rand's on the case, and he was like, Rand, Rand don't know shit. He he been there for for twelve years, and and his uh, his boss was like, well, he just got twelve years. That's the same thing with Sanchez. At least he got twelve years. This dude Johnson ain't done nothing, and they signed him. Yeah, see, they move as if you're an NFL team right now. Sign Kaepernick and be like, what collusion? What are you talking about? So. Um, you know, the last thing I wanted to touch on before we get out of here um, is McCarthy being fired. And I think we all, we've been talking about it. You know, I certainly mentioned it on the show, I, the solo show I did. Um, you know, I mentioned that, you know, I think it, it was pretty widely felt that if the, the Packers didn't really do something serious that he was going to lose his job. Um, I don't think anyone really saw it coming when it did. But I think, and I'm curious what you guys think on this, and not so much about McCarthy, because here's a guy who, you know, nine out of his 12 seasons went to the playoffs, got a Super Bowl, winning record. Like, this is an upper echelon head coach, and he gets fired midseason. Not even at the end of the season. Midseason, he gets fired, okay? Um, this, to me, reeks of Aaron Rodgers. And this should tell everyone that superstars, whether it's basketball whether it's football, whether it's baseball, your superstars are running the show. They are making the decisions here. You know, we can we can talk, we can you know, look at look at LeBron, you know, in basketball. Okay, um, mark my words, Luke Walton's days are numbered. Okay, just mark my words, his days are numbered. He ain't last. All right, like if a superstar in any sport. The guy that's making all that money. Remember, they just gave Aaron Rodgers $100 million guaranteed? $90 million. Yeah, he like got that. back. Highest paid quarterback. Yeah, What's that? Yeah, four-year, $134 million. I can't remember how much guaranteed, but it was up, up near 100 90 yeah, 100 something like that. Yeah, like $100 guaranteed. So when you're paying that kind of money and, and your quarterback ain't happy, your franchise quarterback ain't happy, I don't give a damn who the coach is. We saw in – New England, remember? Belichick was ready to bring in and, and have Garoppolo be the heir apparent. And Tom Brady said, oh, really? You think so? And he went and talked to Uncle Uncle Rob, <laughs> Uncle Uncle Kraft Macaroni and Cheese, and where's, and where's Garoppolo? Well, he's sitting home on his couch right now, but he's wearing a 49ers jersey, you know? If, if, 
Don't underestimate. I don't give a damn who the coach is. And those are two of the more powerful coaches in the league. One is gone, and one didn't get what he wanted. Bill Belichick didn't get what he wanted. If he can't get it, then ain't no coach going to get it. Okay? So that was the main point I wanted to make. I don't know if you guys wanted to add anything on the McCarthy firing. Yeah, I think there's, that's some valid points right there. I just, I'm not sure if it's, if it's singularly that or when you think about you're playing at home against the Cardinals in December and you lose that game with really your, your playoff lives on the line. Um, it's almost like getting stabbed with a double-edged sword. So, um, I think there's a lot of truth to that, T. Um, I, I wouldn't dispute that, but I think the, the way the team as a whole played uh, on that game and, and to be able to lose a game at home against the Cardinals that are a lesser team than you, at least by record, because you are what your record says you are, I think that had a lot to do with it as well. You're not wrong, but did, did, have you watched Aaron Rodgers in recent weeks with his interviews? I said it Again, absolutely, yeah, and that's why I said I don't, I don't disagree with you. Well, well, well let me finish my point. I, I, I think the, the point I'm making is the reason that these guys weren't playing well and they lost is because they had quit. The reason they quit is because Aaron Rodgers quit. He was done. I don't think – I think if these guys had the right attitude and just got beat, that's a different discussion. They quit, and – you know, I said it on the show I did last Thursday that when I watched Aaron Rodgers, think back to his couple years ago, R-E-L-A-X, yep. right? Remember that? And yep. how did he sound? He had that he had that little grin on his face, right? He had that little, like, I know something that you don't know. Look back to when he did the list of all the teams and what we got to do. You didn't see that same energy. You didn't see that same. He had quit. And so, yes, the loss under those circumstances was the last straw, and that's what the, the, the owner and the general manager said. But I'm going to tell you all, it's deeper than that. That wasn't it. That's what they got to say. It was a fact that Aaron Rodgers, the leader of the team, had quit. He was done. He was done playing for Mark, um, um, Mike McCarthy. He was done. Period. Uh, well, I would just say, uh, I, I I would just say, I'll just add to the end of that. Um, being close in NFC North, I can remember back when they, um, Tom Clement, who was Aaron Rodgers' uh, quarterback coach, uh, things started to change for Green Bay when he, when he was, I believe he was let go. I don't think he left on yeah. his own or got got. No. Uh, yeah, they you they fight. they let him go, and it was yeah. like they didn't. And from, my, from what I understand, everything that was coming out, there was no conversation with Aaron Rodgers about this. They let this guy go. And from that point on, you started to see the relationship uh, between Aaron Rodgers and head coach or however. You just started to see it dwindle uh, season by season. So, and if, if I understand correctly, uh Guys, follow as much as I, I I do for a quarterback, as I have I as I as I've come to understand, the quarterback's coach, big deal. Yep. Damn.
damn near more than the offensive coordinator. Really more than the offensive coordinator is a big deal. And I will say just even for my own team, uh, when Nagy came on, um, there were two coaches he kept. One, we know Big Fangio. That was huge. The other, Dave were gone. Mitch, Mitch's, uh, Mitch's quarterback coach from pre- from the pre- from from the season four. So, all right, all right. Um, good show, man. Good, good games this weekend, man. I'm looking forward to this 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 here, man. I tell you, this this NFL, man. It, like I started off by saying, man, it's wide open. Um, it's wide open. There's really, I mean, even when you look at the Rams and the Chiefs, um, even the Saints, I mean, I know they had that loss, but even the one, two win teams, man, I mean, you still don't feel like, you know what I mean? You, you just don't sit back and feel, this ain't, this ain't the Patriots of, you know, 07 or, um, you know, the, 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 you know, teams that we've had go 15 and one. This ain't, this ain't, you know, the, the, the Manning led teams or Colts that always went 13 and three, 14 and two. This ain't that. This, this is like, you just don't know. With the Texans putting on a show over there in the AFC, now can they come in and surprise somebody? Steelers stumbled a little bit, so what are we going to get out of them? Chiefs are there, Patriots, Ravens making a little move. We saw the Colts trying to do something. Now they stumbled a bit, and we already know about the NFC. My Cowboys doing their thing, but now here come the Eagles trying to say, hold on, we're still a Super Bowl champ. You know, you got the Bears, you know, and then the Vikings saying, wait a minute, Chicago, don't don't run away from us. You know, I mean, you know, the Saints, and, you know, a few weeks ago, uh, Cam, I mean, right, he was, you know, he was, now look at them, six and six. And while they went down, the Seahawks have gone up. Like, it's just, if anyone thinks, this is like I started off by saying at the beginning of the show, while we don't do Super Bowl picks, in August, September, because I think it's ridiculous. It's just dumb, you know. And everyone who did them then, now sitting back trying to revise their picks. So then what was the point? Well, I think this team's going to the Super Bowl. Oh, great. Now that 12 games have been played, now you want to tell us who's going to the Super Bowl? Whatever. Shut your mouth. It's wide open, and I'm going to enjoy these last four weeks. Um, but anyway, uh, let's, let's go with uh, start with JB. Last final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts are it's, it's December now. So, um, like I said last week, we're starting to get towards the end of the year. The teams are jacking for position now. We're officially three-quarters in the books, one quarter down. Uh, it's going to be an interesting ride. It's going to also be interesting to see how these teams that were on the hot streets, the, the Saints and how they're going to bounce back, the Bears, how they're going to bounce back. Uh, I really want to see the, the metal that they're made of. So it's going to be an interesting, interesting set of games. Looking forward to it. All right, K Star. Yeah, it's 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 December's it's time to unleash holy hell. Tell me my time. Got <laughs> um, the Raiders are all to get absolutely trashed, and then the next couple of weeks after that are super rough uh, versus Patriots and Saints. So we're gonna learn a lot about the Steelers team this season. These next couple of weeks. You know, them Raiders played them. I know it's a division game, but them Raiders played them Chiefs kind of tough. Just saying. They did. They did. So, you know, just saying. But, okay. Um, yeah, you 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 know, <laughs> you. I'm not going to play it again. Yeah, no, I'm not going to play it. But, 
you may want to get a high ankle sprain and not come on the show if y'all lose to the Raiders. That's all I'm going. I'm just going to leave it right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> serious. No. Uh, Doctor Crane, your final thoughts. Look, man. The only thing matters is Sunday night football, man. Y'all enjoy Sunday during the day. The only thing matters is Sunday night, man. You know what I'm saying? We're going to find out the Bears, who we thought they were, uh, who they think. I think they are, you know. And, T, I'm with you. You gave a you gave a great deep soliloquy last, last, last week, man, just before the end of the show. I don't want no damn moral victory. Damn that. Okay? That is for little kids who win medals. Right? This is we, – we, this is grown man football. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. There's nothing about the Rams that I'm just like, ooh-wee, they going to come out and destroy us. Nothing. I'm not feeling it. You know what I'm saying? They're coming to the Windy City. They're coming to the real monsters of the Midway. They ain't faced a defense like this all season. Okay? And the way Mac Nagy is making that offense creative, I expect, I expect us to put up some points. You know what I'm saying? It's just a matter of, can we finish the game? Can we play 60 minutes? Can we defend the house? I think we can. We have playmakers. They have playmakers. We just we just need to play for 60 minutes and bring it home. The monster, real monsters of the midway. I'm telling you, dude, when is coming? You know what I'm saying? It's coming. It's Sunday. Sunday night football. It's December. December's already here, man. Y'all, y'all better get ready, man. <sighs> so I, I'll say this. Um, just in response, um, I, I, you know, I, I sometimes wish that I could get on my private jet, my G5, and fly to Arlington, Texas, and go in a locker room. And some of the things I say on the show, I say to my Cowboys. And so I appreciate your comments, Train, about, you know, what I said, because I meant it. I meant what I said on Thursday. Um you know, I'm not into excuses anymore. I'm not. I don't want to hear about injuries. Although I will say this, man, Redskins are beat the hell up. Good God. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, they are. But you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's about like, especially for teams, you know, that haven't seen it in a while. I'm hungry, man. I'm like, I'm ready to taste some victory and postseason success and sniff a Super Bowl. So let's let's go get it. I mean, nothing would make me happier than to see the Cowboys um, hosting. I got to hope that we can get that three seed um, <laughs> um, and host because if we got the three seed, then the only way we'd be hosting is if one of the wild card or, or the four seed made it. So let's get the three seed. Let them Bears get that four seed and then come to Dallas. We don't want to go to we don't want to go to Chicago. In, uh, in in late January and play. Sorry, Trey. Well, Y'all you gotta think about it. Think 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 about it though. Three three four seed though. The only way we play each other is uh, NFC uh, conference championship. Uh, barring that, either barring that we both get yeah. past the the yeah. uh, divisional round, we 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 play the one and twos. Right. So. Right. That's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. If I get the three, you get the four, then <laughs> okay. we handle okay. our business. And you come to Dallas in the Dome where weather is not a factor, and let's get it on, okay? Um, and that would be a great – that would be – like be 
Yeah, I don't want no damn elementary game. No, I don't want all that. I don't want all that. Although we do got a running game, and we can we can do that in the bad weather too. But I, I don't have the element. But anyway, um, <laughs> but um, so my my final thought, um, and all in the first of all, great show, train. I know you you know had to work late. Appreciate you adjusting your schedule, being able to join us because I think our show is at its peak when all four of us are here. And I know we have yeah, lives. Still working. <laughs> I, just, I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> well, I want to say thank you. But um, so my 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 true last final thought beyond football is um, just a little bit of current events. So you know we lost the 41st president of the United States uh, this week, uh, actually Friday night, George Herbert Walker Bush, and you know. I'm going to be real for a minute. This, I'm not going, this is not going to take me long, but I do want to make a couple of points. Um, you know, 41 was not a good president, okay? Um, but he was a great man, a great patriot, a great human being with a great family, and he loved this country. And it's okay. Not everybody is going to be Ronald Reagan. And, and that was the problem is he came like, – see, I'm old enough to remember all of this. He came after Reagan, and and, and you know I, I you know I, I don't know who could, could could have followed up Reagan and done well. You know, just being honest, because Reagan was just Reagan was you know he will always be considered one of the greatest presidents of all time, regardless of what policies. He, that's the perception, and perception is reality. Reagan was was God when it came to president in '41. Just he wasn't really that good, and that's why he was a one-term president. But he was a good man, great father, great family man. Um, you know, his best days were really when he was a senator and the director of the CIA. You know, um, and he, you know, he did okay as VP under under Reagan, but um, but he was badass director of the CIA. Let me tell you that. Okay, and it's a sad day. It really is a sad day to lose someone like that who's who lifelong service, his family lifelong service, his sons, and you know all of that. It's a sad day for our country. And I, you know, I can only hope that someone like 45 can see all the love that 41 is getting and can self-reflect and maybe halfway through his term can wake up and realize that, and I'm not talking policies, talking leadership, that he's fucking up. He's a shitty leader. He does not represent the American people. Well, he does not represent our country well, period. I, I'm not even going to debate it. It is what it is. And I can only hope, and, and, and here's what's in this funeral, because that's the kind of president and leader he was. He wanted him there. And we already know how Trump talked about the Bush family, and not in flattering terms. Yeah, 41 still wanted him at his funeral. So that just shows you the kind of character and integrity that that, that that man had and that family had. I can only hope and pray for our country's sake that somewhere in here Trump is watching all of this coverage and talking to different people, attending the service and talking, and realizing, wow, wow, one day this will be me. I'm going to die one day. And how do I want to be remembered? Do I want to be remembered as, you know, a guy that, um, you know, I did it my way and pissed everybody off and, and a third of the country thought I was a racist and a third of the country thought I was stupid 
third of the country loved me, you know, or do I want to be considered as a guy who loved this country, did everything I could to make this country great again, his words, maybe I didn't make everybody happy, but I always did what I thought was best for the country. Cause I'm going to tell you now, I don't think that's the case. I do know 41 did that. I do know 43 did that. I do not see 45 doing that. So I'm praying that 45 wakes up and sees all of this and says, I need to change my ways. I, I, need, I need to learn from the Bush legacy. And I know 41 didn't like that. And I hope he's up in heaven forgiving me right now. But it's the right word because the Bush legacy is one of the greatest political legacies of all time. Between that, the, they have a strong one. Kennedy's have a strong one. I mean, there's some strong legacies out there. Well, Donald, what are you going to do, man? Are you going to learn from this? Or not. And I can only pray and hope that you do. That's my final words. Back to football. It's going to be a great weekend. Looking forward to the Bears Rams. But before the Bears Rams, can we get some Cowboys and Eagles up in this piece, please? Can 430 game. Cowboys and Eagles, baby, in Dallas. Dallas, you know what you got to do. You know what you got to do. Like JB said, and he hit he was right on. If, if, if this win here, if you don't win this game, last week's win don't mean a damn thing because he's right. You lose, you you back on a wild card hunt now. You're no longer now. Thank God the Eagles have to play the Texans and they have to play the Rams. So we still may have some opportunities, but you know what? We don't want to. We don't want. Uh, we want to just like just like Trey was like. We want to control our own destiny here. We want to control our own destiny. So I want to see them Cowboys going there Sunday afternoon. Whoop up on these Eagles. Send them home. And then I'm going to turn on NBC. I'm going to watch Tony Dungy and Rodney Harrison. <laughs> I'm going to get ready and watch them Bears pull that upset since me and Trainer are on the same side on this one. We're going to watch them pull that upset Sunday night. So that's about all I have to say about that. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Great show. Um, enjoy the games this weekend, everybody. It's winding down. And, uh, hey, we'll see you back here next Tuesday night. And as Dr. Train alluded to, too early, okay, when he was about to end the show early. <laughs> now we can actually end the show. <laughs> that was a funny show. Uh, but actually, Dr. Train, I'll let you do the honors. What's our tagline? Hey, as we always say here on the Madden Voice, and it's consistent every season, every game. Oh, my goodness. All feuds. All feuds. Even with your mom. Settled on the field. I love it. All right. Everybody enjoy the game. See you next Tuesday night. Good night, everybody.